0: Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell Tell your your story. story.
1: So one of the things I've noticed with a lot of Game Masters that I played with is that when they need to end for the night, they just end very abruptly and there's not any rhyme or reason to...
0: Yeah, they kind of go well. That's it for tonight, folks. Or like you just finished that last battle or something. Kind of going and
1: to the Looney Tunes. That's all, folks. Kind of
0: thing, which at least is very you. jarring. Yeah, it is. Um, so, okay. So one of the things I grew up with was watching, uh, the old Adam West Batmans from the '60s, like the really campy Batmans, oh, like yeah. those where they danced and crap, and like they had the big old ba- bam pow, and pow. Bam. <laughs> yeah. But every every episode, for the most part. Um, they'd always do these two-parters or these three-parters, and actually, oh my god, like the Doctor Who from that era was like seven always or eight parts. The, always
1: ended on a cliffhanger.
0: It always ended on a cliffhanger, right? They'd be like, so will Batman get out of XYZ trap? Well, stay tuned on the same Bat-time, same Bat-channel, right? And then when they came back in, instead of doing like a hook to figure they out what's going on, They did a
1: recap to get you to remember exactly, and then get you back
0: in. Right, and then you literally start out with like the last five seconds or last ten seconds of the, after they did the recap, mm-hmm. you know, the Riddler is doing all this, this, and this, and this, and then it's like, and we left our hero, you know. Here, and then they show you the first ten seconds
1: of the last one to help you have yeah. more of a seamless, seamless transition. Yeah, the
0: last ten seconds from the last, yeah, and so then you know exactly what's going on. And then you watch Batman either get rescued or rescue himself or whatever it was. So uh, one of the things you can do. After a big battle, right? Because normally it happens as you're looking at it going, oh my God, it's, we were supposed to be done at 10. It's 1130. Some people need to drive home. Some people's wives or girlfriends or husbands are calling and yelling at them like, where are you? And it's like, we're in the middle of a battle. It's going to go forever. So like, how do you, you just ended the battle and it just feels right to say, okay, we'll see you next week or we'll see you next time. Right. Instead, which I know you don't have a lot of time. It's fine. So instead of talking about treasure or anything like that, because that can also take a lot more time than this. Yes. What you do is they've just killed your session's big bad. Okay. And then what you can do is you can do something really simple that takes you to the next session for it. And stops them from getting the treasure and trying to divvy it all up, which takes even more time. So if you're hard up on time, this is what I would do. Have a an arrow show up, fly out, and it's got a note on it, and the note says something, right? It all depends on your campaign. So, like, um, let's say you're on the trail of, you know, the major plot is you got to stop. or oh, we'll use the major plot for one of the other ones. You have this major plot where you have a necromancer who's trying to stop death. Okay, mm-hmm. they don't know the name of this person. the 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 person's name is just just simply the necromancer, right? So they killed the the axe, big bad, or maybe the scene's big bad, right? And um, they're about, you know, you look at it, it's 1130. You guys should have ended an hour ago. People are calling. They're looking at like, what's the treasure? And you're like, that's going to take 20 minutes. Let's just get everybody out of here and put them in a state where they can't get the treasure. So the next thing you know is you have an arrow come shooting out from... Somewhere, or something
1: happens where it's abrupt like that.
0: Something abrupt, right? Maybe the door opens.
1: Door opens, wizard comes through with a teleportation spell, and something teleports through, something like that. And scene. We're done. We're ending it right here. And then, I'll see you next week.
0: What happened? And then you pick that up next. Right. Or you, you know, like, as soon as they're all like, okay, we've killed everybody, you're like, hold up, you're still on a nits. What? Everybody roll me a listen. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And it's like, you heard the sound of a tele... You know, uh, r- roll me a it's Okay, you heard it. Cool. Uh, you know, and basically make the listen really, really low. And then make everybody roll a spellcraft, i.e. like three people or two people who can. Everybody who can. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, you heard the sound of a teleporter in the next room. Like a teleportation coming in spell in the next room. At which point there's danger now in the next room. They can't just stop and, you know, collect the treasure in this room. There's danger in the next room. And you go, okay, guys, that's where we're going to end it for this this week. We'll go ahead and divvy, we'll figure out treasure next week um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you guys have something coming at you. You get it in the middle of a battle, so you yep. can't. You can't collect stuff. And so that's one way to do it. Another way to do it in prom- an impromptu cliffhanger is you can do it with a story as opposed to a monster So, if they wrap everything else up and everything is done and you're kind of ending the scene, you kind of want to set up your next scene or you want to set up your next act. Specifically on the acts, you want to set it up. Same thing
1: with using that same example. You could have had that guy in his last, like, sentence drop some clues and then you end.
0: Right. Yeah. Or... um,
1: You're divvying up the the treasure because they do have the time for that. And then you find a scroll that has something on it that leads you to your next area. And then you end after party
0: loot. You end right there, yeah. So there's a lot of ways you can do the cliffhanger. Um, I like to do the impromptu cliffhangers where um, I'll just, like, have another battle coming if that's where we ended on a battle. But if we're ending on a non-battle, I'll try to make a thematic one ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And... um, if it's not too early in the, in, the, in the evening, that works really well. If it is too early in the evening, then what I might do is I might just add another room of superfluous battle. Yes. There is no treasure in this room. you got to go find his living quarters. When they open up the next room, there's like seven or eight more goons there because maybe we're just like a half an hour away from being done. Those seven or eight goons aren't going to only take like maybe 10, 15 minutes to dispatch because they're not the highest level. It, it's taxing on your players because they might have spent most of their spells just trying to get through the last dude. And then they have to do that last battle with no, you know, like the fighter now shines because the fighter has no spells that are exhausted. The fighter, the rogue, and the <laughs>
1: ranger now shine because... Yeah,
0: they have, they have stuff to do. So anyway, um, I mean, in like a D&D 3-5 campaign, that's really... Always the case. So then what ends up happening is um so then they fight a little bit and then you can drop that cliffhanger note you had pre-planned in like the next treasure room or something. Because remember, you're the only one that knows the layout of this area. Uh-huh. So if you need to add an additional room or an additional six rooms or something, you can do that without any issues. And the only one that knows you did it is you. Because the players don't know any better, they just open up a door and, and keep going. And
1: who's stopping you from using the previous monster stats that you had for, 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 from before? And oh yeah,
0: there's more uh, troglodytes in this room. Why? Right. Because there, there are. are. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And you could. I mean, obviously, the supporting monsters. You would do that with. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's uh. So there you go. So that's how I try to end almost every session as at least some sort of hook into my Latin my next session. It also makes my hook on the next session really easy because I can then say, so like in the example above, like, okay, so remember last week you guys just dispatched this guy here and then, you know, the wizard heard the sound of somebody teleporting into the next room and if you didn't erase the inits from last time, you could do that or you can say, okay, you guys are breaking a knit right now. How do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. Are you going to pull back a room? Or are you going to go forward a room? Or are you going to try to, because like that person just teleported in, you don't know what they're gonna do yet, but like you can quickly have a a quick a quick reprieve from initiatives. Mm-hmm. Whether that means you move thirty feet across the room to get to the best spot in the door, I mean, but we are only talking about a little bit of time here.
1: Yeah, you guys are kind of in surprise because they just warped in. They're not quite sure of the situation just or yet. Maybe
0: they warped in cuz they got a alarm that you didn't know about. I mean, so they they might know everything, Something, but yeah.
1: not necessarily what happened. They know that there's danger potentially. Yeah. So they might be but readying. Still enough time for you to arrange in battle formation.
0: Exactly. So that's how I would do it. So then and then if it was a thematic thing, I would use whatever they found as a clue. To give the players then another option. Because, again, I, I'm trying to never railroad the players down to one option that they have to follow. Uh-huh. I mean, once you get into a dungeon, yeah, it's pretty obvious you railroaded yourself. I mean, because you got to keep going until you get out. But There's only so many ways you can use a dungeon that doesn't have it very linear. totally a railroad. I mean, yeah, left, right, whatever. But, I mean, eventually you're all going to the, the lair at the bottom
1: yeah eventually you're going to go down seven floors to the dragons Lair. or
0: whatever it is <laughs> exactly but the whole point now, what I'm trying to say is um, I like to use the story to in, in life when you answer a question, you typically get two or three more questions because of the answer you found mm-hmm. and so if you can set that up in your game where it's like okay we've killed the we've killed like let's say the evil prince of this land right perfect well now you find out the evil prince actually has he's he or she, you know, he's working for a guy or a gal, right? So he's working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So while you thought he was just the prince of this nation, he's actually in cahoots with, like, maybe a low-level demon or something like that. Yeah. In addition to that, you might also find the fact that uh, he has ordered mercenaries to blow up your home village because he found out you were coming and he wants to strike kind of a, you know, a uh, jab at your, at your heart. Even if you do win this, he wants to kill your family. So then you have... Kind of trying to dissuade you from ever going. Well, it doesn't matter. He just wants to do it as a, as a revenge. You yeah. came at me, I'm coming at you. And even though I, even though you were... Because like, the idea would be he was going to kill you. Mm-hmm. But then he gets the satisfaction of, and I've already dispatched people to kill your folks. You know, So you find that out, and that's two things you can do right there. And then maybe there's a third thing where you find out that he's... Also prepping a, an army to go somewhere else, and so you might be in the position where it's like, okay, your your people can only you can only do one thing in a certain amount of time. So do you go back and save your home? Do you mm-hmm. go and stop this this other? Do you go and warn these generals that this other army is approaching and is gonna and potentially could turn the tide of this war that's happening? Do you go and track down this demon who you gather is also. Basically, there's been a pact with that demon, and that demon's going to act very shortly yeah. to create something. And, and so now you have this, like, well, do you have
1: three choices. And, and also the nice thing with that is, based on that, all of those are time sensitive. Yep. If if you make it so they can only do one or two of those, yep. something's going to have to You have consequences. Drop, and that's also a great way for you to have a cliffhanger. Yep. Because now the message that they get or something like that is the repercussions of them not acting.
0: Right. Right. And you couldn't, and again, you can't be in all places at all times, but that's not my problem. You're the hero. Yeah. So that helps. It helps bring a lot of realism as well. And it also helps bring in a lot of the things that you get from any of the movies or books that are kind of high action y. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I use cliffhangers in games. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.